Perak Zion Mishnah Yud Aleph. Call Masa Amashikos Torah Tanai Batal. Anyone that makes a Tanai, a condition against something written in the Torah, the Tanai is Batal, the condition is null and void. The Gemara brings a Brisa. Ha'ayim really Ishi, what tells a woman? Ha'ayat Babdashisli, behold, you are married to me. Amanas, on condition, She'elich alai shirksus ve'ona, on condition that I will not provide for you the basics of a marriage of shirksus ve'ona, food, clothing, and ona's marital relations. Says the Mishnah Harizu Magdashis, the marriage is in effect regardless whether this condition is met or not. And the Tanai, the condition is bottled, null and void. Why? Because you're making a Tanai against the Torah. Torah says a husband has to provide, has to provide for his wife. Shirksus ve'ona. If you're saying, I'm going to marry you on condition that I do not provide you these things, we don't care about the tonight. The tonight is bottle and the marriage is in effect. This is the opinion of a mayor. Now, Yehuda says it a little bit differently. With regards to Dabar Shabbat Mamon tonight Kaim, if it's a monetary item that the fellow is making a tonight on, even though it's against the Torah, the tonight is in effect. So in this example, with regards to share, giving the woman food, Ksus giving her clothing, the tonight is Kaim meaning he's married to her, and he would not have to provide share and ksus. He's not doing such a nice thing, but he could keep that part of the tonight. I married you on condition I will not give you food, I will not give you clothing, because these are monetary items. But with regards to that which is said, that I'm not going to live with you, I'm not going to be intimate with you, I'm not going to provide ona, that part of the tonight is bottle according to Yehuda as well, and of course he would have to be intimate with her and provide ona for her. And the lacha follows like a Yehuda, and therefore, the Mepharshim explained that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. Shekavanasa dafka, the Kavanah of our Mishnah is dafka, with something which is not a monetary item, whereby the tonight is worthless and the action that you did is fulfilled. Like in this case, the marriage is fulfilled, but the tonight is worthless. Dafka, meaning the tonight is worthless on the ona part, that you don't, that you do have to give marriage relations to your wife because you cannot make a tonight against the Torah on things that are not monetary items. But with regards to the monetary items, Yutaka could make a tonight against the Torah, and in this case you would not have to give the wife, your wife, the clothing nor the uh, food, neither the ksus nor the share. Um, and whereas other Mephoshim explain a mission like a mayor, that anyone that makes a tonight against the Torah, it doesn't matter what it is, even its monetary items, the tonight is worthless, and therefore, in this case, you're married to the woman and you have to give her everything. Sherek says, and or not. And the Gemara explains that her Sherei Halachos, the rest of the Halachos of our Mishnah, is taught in the Brisa in the name of a mayor. So, therefore, the Mishnah could go like a mayor. So, different Mepharshim, how you explain the Mishnah. Lamaisa, the Lacha, does not paskin like a mayor. Um, the Lacha, like a Yehuda. And um, yeah, okay. Mishnah says further. Any Tanai that has the action first. First the Maisa to the Tanai. The Tanai is battle again, the condition is null and void. Meaning, even if the Tanai was not fulfilled, the Maisa, the action is fulfilled as Kayim. For example, a person tells a woman, Behold, you're married to me. With this coin, if you give to me, Maisa is a hundred coins. So, even if he only gave the pruta uh, after the, the tonight was completed, 
So since he was mocked and he prefaced the, condi- the action before the condition, he said the Misa in his stipulation before the tonight. he said, Hari behold your merit to me, that's the condition. Then after he said, Almanas, on condition that you give me the hundred Zuz. So when you put an action first, so then the Tanai is bottled, the condition is null and void, and the uh, action is fulfilled, and therefore they're married immediately. Even if the woman never gives him a hundred Zuz, it doesn't matter, they are married. This Tanai is not compared to the Tanai of B'nai God and B'nai Ruvain, where it says, the part there discusses where the, the, children, the, the tribes of Gad and Reuven want to stay on the other side of the uh, yard in the Jordan River. So Moshe Rabbeinu told them, as long as you come and fight with Klai Yisrael, then you can keep that part of the, uh, over the Yardin. So the Pasuk says, Im Ya'avru, if you come and fight, then I'll give you the Eretz Gilad. The condition has to come before the action. That will be a tonight that works. But if the action comes first, like over here, I'm marrying you on condition that you give me a hundred zuz, this tonight is worthless. The marriage is a good marriage, whether the woman gives him a hundred zuz or not. The mission says further, for any tonight that can be fulfilled, the hisna alav mitchila sai, and the tonight comes before the actual maisa. Tonight kayam, then the tonight will be fulfilled. Meaning that calls man as long as you don't fulfill the tonight, the action is not fulfilled. But if you make it tonight, something that's impossible to do, then the tonight is bottle and the action is the action works. For example, a person tells a woman, if you go up to the heavens, uh, or if you uh, cross this river with your feet, then I will marry you. So you see, he's putting the tonight first, very nice. He's putting the action after, very nice. He's doing the right way, but he's doing something which is impossible. Right? And if you can't do these things, then I'm not going to marry you. So these things are impossible anyways. And then he gives her the, the coin and says, Behold, I'm married to you. The Tanai is bottled, the Tanai is null and void. And then marriage is a good marriage because he made a Tanai on something which is impossible. It's, it's clear, she, she can never fulfill this Tanai. And therefore, all he's doing is just being mafled bidvarm. You know, he's just pushing her away. Aim believable some Tanai. In his heart, there is no Tanai. He's just trying to anger her and push her away with words. But if he says, you know, uh, behold, um, if you, you know, eat this piece of pizza, then I will marry you. So the Tanai is before the Maisa, is before the actual Maisa, giving the, the ring and marrying her. So then, even though you gave her the ring to marry her, if she, if she did not eat that pizza, the marriage is not in effect. If she does eat the pizza, the marriage is in effect. Because in a, in a, the rules for the Tanai is the, the Tanai has to preface the action. So if you do this, then I will marry you. And it has to be something which is feasible that can be done. In that scenario, then the Tanai is Mequim, meaning the action will only be fulfilled if the condition is met. So in this example, if, she, if you say, behold, if you eat this pizza, I will marry you, the condition is before the action. So then, even though you fulfilled the action you gave her, the, the, the wing you said, behold, I'm marrying you, it will only be a proper marriage if she eats the pizza. If she doesn't eat the pizza, then the marriage will not be in effect. This is the principle of Tanai's and how to apply it. Okay, that concludes Parag Zion. Moving along to Parag Mishnah Aleph. So there's a brief introduction here where we're going to be discussing the laws of a shol, a borrower. And that is that a shol, we had learned, is chayev, even in onsen. 
even if an unavoidable mishap happens, he has to pay for the damages that is done. Um, however, the Pasuk does say that when does the shoal have to pay, the bar have to pay, when the damage occurs and the owners are not with him. But in Balaf if the owners are with him, he does not have to pay. So what we learn now from here is that the Kavana of the Pasuk is that if the Bailim, if the owners are there with him at the time of the borrowing, the time of the She'ela, even though they're not, with the, they're not there with him at the time of the actual Ones, where the damage occurs, so he'd be exempt from paying. And in addition, if the Bailim are not there at the time of the borrowing, even though they may be there at the time where the um, Ones, the, the damage happens, he still has to pay the owner. So the Mishnah discuss the rules over here. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah Aleph. Hashoel Sapar, one who borrows a ox. He borrows the owners along with the ox. For example, at the time that he borrowed the ox, he asked the owner to come and help him, you know, plow with it. Uh, or, even if he asks, do some other malacha with me, but just be here with me. You know, rake the leaves, but be here with me. Or, uh, the time that he borrows the ox, he hires the owner of the ox to do work for him whether it be working with the ox, whether it be to, to, to do something else, doesn't really matter. The point is that he's there with him at the time of the borrowing. Or, he borrows the owners to come help him with something, or he hires the, work, the, the owners to do something for him. Afterwards, then later he borrows the para from the owners, while the owner is still you know, helping him out with something, or hired to do a job for him. The mesa and the para dies, the ox dies. In all these scenario, the, all all these scenarios, the show the borrower is putting his exempt from paying. Shemem as the pasuk says, "In ba'alav imo lo yishalem." We dash not if the owners are there, if the owner of the ox is there with you. Hainu shabala shar gufa is is either he's borrowed to you, meaning he's helping you with something, or you hire him to do some kind of work at the time that you borrowed the ox. Uh, then you're not obligated to pay for damages that occur to the ox. And the Gemara explains that who are then Bisharashim with other guards as well, other Shemim as well. That in Bishar, at the time that they became Shemim, the owners were there either borrowed to them or hired to them for some kind of job. They're exempt from, from, from damages that happen to the ox. Even if they're negligent, they would be exempt. This is the special window. Because if the owner was there when you borrowed it, and the owner is seeing what's going on, even if the shomer is negligent, he would be exempt because the owner should have stepped in and uh, took care of the ox. Avel, however, shal asapar, if you first borrow the ox, afterwards, shal asabaylam, he had the owners come help him with something. Osachar hired the owners to do some kind of job for him. The mesa and the para dies. Ahapi, even though at the time of the death of the para, the owner of the para may be right there with you. That doesn't matter. Chayev, the shoal is obligated to pay. Shnemar, ba'alav, enimo, shalem, shalem. We dash not that the owner, the owner of this ox is not there with you at the time that you borrowed it, even though he may be there at the time that the, that the ox actually died or broke its leg, the shoal would be obligated to pay and compensate the owner, nevertheless.